it's me, it's another episode of Talking Bollocks. Hello, welcome, we're back. Yes, I'm back, you're back, we're back, the bollocks is back. Howard H. Smith is my name, and podcasting is my game. As many as, well, as well as a few other things. I do this, I do the Motorcast, the official Motorhead podcast. I sing in UK thrash band Acid Rain. I perform stand-up comedy as Keith Blatt. Uh, I'm also doing spoken word shows. Yeah, they're coming back. So I have actually got a new spoken word show on the books. Um, And the reason this came about is due to an upcoming interview with UK blackened thrash band Chupacabra, no less. So um, anyway, I am down at the Griffon uh, in Bristol on Friday the 3rd of November. So uh, the Griffon, if you want to find that in Bristol, that's G-R-Y-P-H-O-N. Grab tickets there or hit up my socials and you'll see there's uh, there's links there. Anywho, while you're at it, sign up to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. Six dollars a month, lots of stuff. Hey, great. Nice to have you back. Nice to see you. What have you been doing? What's been happening in your world? What's been happening in my world, but also... What has been happening in the world of heavy metal? Well, Mike Portnoy says Pantera, the reunion is phenomenal and all the naysayers are eating their words. Now, you see, I kind of disagree with that. I don't remember a load of people saying it'd be shit. I think there's people split into two camps. Those are the ones that don't think it should be happening because the two guys who created the band are dead and those who do want it to happen. I don't think, I, I, you know, it's it, nobody was saying it was going to be shit. It's Charlie, everybody went, well, fucking hell, if you're going to do it, get Charlie Benante and Zach Wilde. Hello. There you go. So I don't, I really don't remember loads, any, anyone saying it was, it, there was going to be rubbish. Naysayers, you know, naysayers, I'm sure, will still be, you know, well, some might be have might have been convinced. Hey, you know, maybe he's right. Maybe some have sat down with a plate of alphabet spaghetti and, you know, put sorry Pantera together in pasta, in pasta form. Who knows? I don't know. But um, yeah, my guess is the people who thought it shouldn't happen will most likely probably still think that, but hey, whatever. That was pretty pointless, wasn't it? Next up, Sone, the band S-O-E-N, Sone. Now, Sone continues fight for equality and human rights on new, on new album, Memorial. Well, um, whilst that is an admirable and lofty um, goal, personally, I would, I mean, like, Concentrate on the songs first off, obviously. <laughs> I'm being, yeah, okay, I'm being a twat. But uh, the point I'm making is, when you, if you're going to make self-righteous statements like, you know, that you continue to fight for equality and human rights, on you, you're a fucking band. You're a band, yeah? And if, I mean, if, you, if, if you're going to do, if you're going to go down that route, then... Please, you know, go down the go down the Rage Against the Machine route, you know, and actually take time off to engage in activism. But, you know, this sanctimonious 
this band are fight for, fighting for equality and human rights on new album. You mean you've got some songs about equality and human rights on your new album? That's what you mean. You see, the word, those continues of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Continues the fight by, is it writing songs? Is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. So, not really continuing a fight, really, is it? I mean, you know, continuing to engage in um, continued highlighting of the issues. Yeah, fair enough. I'll give you that. All right, fair enough. So, anyway, um, I thought this was great. New Testament drummer, Chris Dovas. What a, what, what, what a quote. I just want to keep making the band sound good. Do you know, and I just love that. It's just such a, it's such a drummer thing to say. I remember when I was in a band um, years ago, a strange thing in Newcastle, and um, our drummer got a, our drummer got a new swear, snare drum, and we were just joking because he was, you know, he was, was a, he used to really fucking hit him, and uh, um, we used to have uh, this chats about like what drummers say in drummer magazines, like you know Neil Peart, um, Pearl Drums. You know, they caress my sticks, they're beautiful. Uh, Lars Ulrich, Tama drums, um, they're perfect for rocking out, man. And then our drummer, I hit it and it makes a bang. <laughs> and it, and I was reminded of I hit it and it makes a bang when I read, I just want to keep making the band sound good. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, these things just fall out of my head and into a mic. Queen classic song Fat, Fat Bottom Girls dropped from new version of Greatest Hits Collection and basically people see that headline, mainly people of my age and older and slightly younger, and go, oh, what is the world coming to? Oh, Queen are having to take off. Is it, oh, is Fat Bottom Girls fat shaming now? I thought it was a body positive message. Well, oh, I don't understand the world. Everything's woke. Oh. No. Actually, the version that it's being uh, removed from is actually the um, inverted commas kids version of the album. So basically, it won't be on. Um, uh, platforms or it won't be on you know uh, a restricted age platform so there you go that was the uh, there's 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 the non-story there that was exciting wasn't it and uh, just to take a little bit from the uh, the article um, uh, the track was taken off the original album um, it, it was taken off a new version of the collection which was released earlier this month on Yoto an audio platform aimed at children there you go okay so no harm no foul um, next up former members of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones the Offspring Smash Mouth launch The Defiant now Mighty Mighty Boss Tones I see interested um debut single is called uh, Dead Language and I, I, I thought I'd, yeah well anyway I'm going to cut to the chase here yeah the song is a bit basically like oh don't we all walk around like zombies on our phones nowadays and um, oh we really need we use our thumbs a lot don't we and and like yeah oh why bother falling in love you know because like there's not an app for that or oh, but there's an app for everything else and I just found it 
just lyrically, just the whole thing, the whole sentiment, I just felt a bit like, uh, right, okay, guys, sorry, can't, can't join you on that one. Next up, watch pro shot footage of Metallica performing Too Far Gone for first time ever. And it struck me, struck, struck me, struck me. Have I invented a fucking word again on this podcast? We've had them before. God, can my brain remember the one I created before? I don't think I can. But struct? No. Okay. So anyway, it struck me that I am absolutely sick to fucking death of the headline, Watch Pro Shop video of Insert Band Here, performing Insert Song Here. Uh, and insert venue here, reason here, that this is news, which invariably it isn't. And um, it always seems to be Metallica. I mean, I, I'm going to be, I'm, I'd be cruel to just sort of load it on Metallica, but I'm, I guess I'm just saying it's not fucking news. And if I, you know, if I, had, I can find that shit if I want it. Mind you, I suppose I've got a blabbermouth to see if it's available, so I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, uh, next up. See Anthrax singer Joey Belladonna's Journey tribute band perform in Roseville during summer fall 2023 tour. No thanks. It's all right. Um, I mean, I think the first time I saw Joey Belladonna performing a Journey song with his band was probably at least 10 years ago. It wasn't news then. It's not news now. Yes, he sings in a Journey cover band. Fucking get over it. And finally... It is the gift that keeps on giving, otherwise known as Dave Mustaine. Um, hello, me. It's real me. <laughs> um, so, uh, Dave is back. Now, Dave, the headline is Dave Mustaine says he is moving to Italy. I'm really excited. Now, that's a lovely story, isn't it? That is a lovely story. And this is how he tells this, this story to the people of Italy, Vicenza, on the 27th of August. I have something very special I need to tell you. A couple of weeks ago, I just bought a house in Italy. So think about that. Pause. Where could this be going? You wake up tomorrow morning and you see me out your window and I'm walking with my boxes and you go, fuck man, that looks like Dave Mustaine. Look at all those guitars. Shit, that's gotta be him. Yeah, feet firmly on the ground as always, Dave. I've got to tell you, I'm so excited about being able to call Italy a new place for us, place for us to live. And I thank you all for your graciousness and helping teach me how to be a good resident here and learn how to live the Italian life. Step one: no guns. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I, I just—it just made me laugh that the way he told the audience that he was moving to Italy was basically, you know, if you look out your window and you see me and my masses of guitars and all the rest of it, and you think, "Shit, man, that, is that really me?" Yeah, it really is me. I'm moving to your country, you lucky bastards. Your country has just got better. <laughs> um. Oh, fair play to you, Dave. Fair play. Hey, by the way, um, for all you Prong fans out there, I've got the new album. Listen to it many times. Tommy's coming up on the podcast, don't you worry. And it's bloody great. 
So let's move straight on to the interview because I've known this album was going to be bloody great because I've had the demos for two years since the last time Kelly was on. So, wow. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, the video um, uh, file for this got corrupted. So, I mean, you know, it's still on YouTube, but there is no there is no actual video interview to watch. So anyway, that's not gonna that's not gonna really matter because we do have a right old jibber jabber. Um, and honestly, at the end of this, we yeah, we were, we both just really enjoyed it. It's really good chat. And there is also, as mentioned in the description, an exclusive, an exclusive, an exclusive. Yeah, an, yeah. Anyway, an exclusive about why that European tour was cancelled last year. So it's over to Kelly and I, or is it me and Kelly? Well, anyway, it's both of us. Um, I am very well, mate. How are you? Really, really good. I'm excited. I've been waiting two, two, uh, two years for this shit to happen. I know, <laughs> man. I know. I well, look. What I remembered was uh, I looked up on the uh, in the podcast last time you were on was almost exactly two years ago. It was the end of July, two years ago. Um, and um, and for I feel like I've got to ask how your son is because two years ago he was like you know he wasn't very well. How is everything? Yeah. No, no, no. He's he's great. Uh, you know, he's six now. And uh, like back then when I was writing the record, I think back when we talked, um, no, he was well. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe uh, you might be talking about my daughter. My daughter has autism. Uh, I don't know if we got into that or not, but uh, um, no, he's always been healthy and happy. Um, but he's a, he's a good little dude. He was my executive producer on the record. You know, he was oh, literally awesome. sitting there, uh, you know, on the couch next to me while I was doing vocals. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I- you know, we we talked all about atheists and stuff last time, and 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 you mentioned Till the Dirt. You sent me you sent me the album, which you know I absolutely love. Um, and now there's a and now there's a a slightly different iteration of it. Um, so yeah, what I probably sent you before were demos. I think um, I don't yeah. know if, if we even had the yeah a version of the album. Like I had the songs, but. Uh, there were demos. Those are the demos that I actually did, and you know, on my little studio, and yeah. uh, and then obviously we got it mixed out at um, Apollo Audio Limited in uh, Missouri uh, with Ryan Vincent. So, um, but so that was the, the the difference between the two. But and yeah, I I can't remember. I remember back then I was just really trying to champion the music and trying to find a home for it and and yeah. trying to get it out there. And and so I I appreciate you listening all the way back then. Oh, dude, a, a absolute pleasure. Not as much as I appreciate you sending it. Um, and you know, now the album, and now the album's on its way out. I've yeah. you know, got a copy of it. It sounds great. Um, there's there's the the, the intricacies and in everything in 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 the songs and in the playing that don't quite come through in a demo. You know what I mean? You know, you can be honest with me, right? So if you don't really <laughs> like it, you can tell me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I do. I do. I think the albums. I think the. I think the albums a definite improvement on. Um, you know, on what you sent originally, but like you said, you know, they were demos. But no, absolutely love it. I mean, I loved the. I loved it as demos, but cool. it, it's. It. This is like. You know, this is the next step. This is. Well, yeah, it's definitely a little more. Um, it's got more heat behind it, and uh, and so it's uh, it cranks pretty good. But uh, again, it's you know. For anybody who's an atheist fan or whatever, just please know this is definitely not an atheist record. This is a completely different child. <laughs> you 
And, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, wouldn't you agree that, I mean, it's overall, it's a completely different uh, headspace, I think, you know, I mean, there's moments, obviously, because I wrote a lot of guitar stuff in, in Atheist, uh, where one who's a, an Atheist sort of longtime fan might like hear something that sounds like a cousin of, a, of an Atheist riff, you know, but uh, the overall philosophy of this band is completely different than an Atheist. And so I'm excited about it because it, you know, I mean, as you get older, you, you kind of have to rest on your laurels and the music that you've done in your in your past career. It's rare that at my age, I get an opportunity to, you know, come out with something that's very modern and and, and uh, relevant on a level that I didn't expect, you know, because it can, because of the way it came about during COVID and everything. So, yeah. So there must be there must be an, an element of freedom there as well, because obviously, yeah. that, you know, we've talked before about the fact that there's kind of like, you know, there's influences that, that come out in um till the dirt that you you know you just yeah you're not going to hear that in atheist but it, it's no. so it's it's kind of a freedom for you absolutely and it's something that's always been sort of in my heart in terms of the music that i love i love old Soundgarden. i love um you know obviously alice in chains and and uh and i love caius and and you know a lot of that stoner rock feel i love the sound of um sabbathy kind of music you know what i mean and so to combine yeah that you know that element with some with some catchy sort of melody vocally and go between the screaming and you know i wouldn't call it a clean vocal i mean i, I don't know really what to call it in interviews i've been trying to figure out how, you know because people say clean vocal and get the wrong idea because you know my clean vocal is a, is a guy that smoked cigarettes for 35 years and drank a lot of a lot of booze and and uh so yeah. it's, it's not it's not your typical clean vocal <laughs> oh, it's, it's a rock vocal and it's a metal vocal it's a it's a pepper keenan clean you know yeah 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 and uh and pepper and pepper's clean is quite dirty so yeah that's a good comparison <laughs> um hey and how do you find the guys because like you said you know you were you were kind of writing it in lockdown um you know i mean because basically you know they the rhythm section is just phenomenal well everything is i mean guitar playing's superb as well uh and your vocals obviously kick ass but the you know, I, yeah I, the I rhythm section on, right? kills. did you know no no yeah it's the first record that i played guitar on um since uh elements in 93 wow so excited about, excited about that because for one yeah. it, it kind of watches the rumor that i don't play guitar anymore um which <laughs> kind of bugs me out every time i read that because i played guitar my almost you know since i was 14 years old so uh, kind of hurts my heart when I read that, you know, and I'm like, no, I still play. I just don't play live. So, um, yeah, I was really excited to be able to uh, achieve that as well. I mean, um, when well, when, once I wrote all the music and everything and I had all the, you know, I had all the drums and everything in place. And there was a period of time where me and Scott Burns were talking about just releasing it like it was, you know, as as demos, you know, and the demos yeah. sounded really, really good. But obviously it was just me playing. And uh, with the exception of, you know, my guests, I had Yoav, our current atheist bass player, had played a lot of the bass lines. And obviously Steve DiGiorgio played on Outside the Spiral. But but uh, in the beginning, it was just me, you know, playing all the instruments and, and uh, you know, and and doing the solos, too. So slowly but surely, I brought in, you know, guests and, and then uh, had Danny Martinez and, and Chris Martin lay the guitars uh, that I had already written. And so that way it sounded more like a, a band, you know, different, different guys playing so but there's actually yeah three tracks of guitars on uh three three people playing guitar on, on the record and uh after it was all done uh, said and done and and you know we went through some stuff with those other guys and i got some new guys in uh in atheist uh, and a drummer dylan marks so 
I, I you know, Jerry Watunsky and, and Dylan Marks and uh, Ian Way from Surruption. Uh, I had met him on the suffocation tour. Those guys, I just put the band together. You guys, you know, thought these guys will play the shit out of this music. And, and it's because of the way it was created. It's never been performed live yet. So um, right. I'm excited about the, the way that's going to sound in a room, you know, because typically you write music in a room with a bunch of guys, you know what I mean? And, and you, yeah. you rehearse it and then you record it. Yeah. And this was all, this was all made, you know, literally uh, sitting in my little studio. <laughs> so, uh, so I can't wait to, uh, to have those guys, you know, put their stamp on it as well on a, on a live setting, but really they're all great players. And so I think if it's, if it's well executed and I know it will be, I think it'll be impressive live. It'll be heavy as shit. <laughs> Man, I well, I was I was going to move on to asking you about playing live because it's it's a it's a fucking intense record. Um, mm. That's I, I, and you know it's it's over quite quickly. So you know you, you you're going to play are you going to play most of that live? Will you chuck in an atheist song as well just to uh, pad it out? See, I don't know. You know, I mean, yeah, that's it's a tough a, one. A funny question. It is because you know I don't know, man. You know, I mean, I if don't I really want the to... streams. If I really, <laughs> I, it would be easy to do, obviously, because it, a lot of the guys that are, you know, Yoav is also playing bass. Um, and so, I mean, I've got all the same, you know, the same guys. I've got the team, you know what I mean, uh, to to pull it off and play it well. But, I, you know, it's uh, church and state maybe might be a good idea, you know, I mean, just keep keep the two bands <laughs> separate. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I don't know, you know, I really want to. I mean, I guess there are songs in, in the atheist world. That I'm hoping really that we get some more sort of modern opportunities to to play with, you know, younger bands and stuff like that, and and, and yeah. roll out the uh, the legacy phase of, you know, yeah. of, of some of the stuff that we're offered with atheists. So uh, who knows, man? I mean, I to be honest with you, I, I everybody that asks, are you going to tour? I'm like, I, it's that's up to the people, you know. I mean, it's really up to who buys the record and whether it matters. And guys like you, you know, putting me on a on a YouTube, you know, to or on a podcast to be able to tell people about it, you know, I need that times a thousand to to let everybody know about it. Then that's that's how you get the opportunity to go on tour. So it's really not up to me; it's up to you to buy the record. <laughs> yeah, listen, so, I'm I doing my to. bit. He's done his bit. Right, so right. yeah, get on it. Go buy five <laughs> copies. And he could have baby. I was happy that they, you know, that was another great thing since we last yeah. talked, uh, having them come aboard and sign, you know, Monty Connor is a guy that I've known for forever. And he was responsible for so many great, you know, all the Tampa death metal and, and uh, you know, Sepultura, the list goes Slipknot, the list goes on and on. He's yeah. just, uh, as I call the Clive Davis of death metal. And uh, man, when it came time to, you know, want to put this thing out, um, it was really tough to find a, la a label. I mean, it's, you know, everybody's yeah. this, coming out of COVID. Oh, my God. You know, so I feel so lucky to, you know, at, at, at this point in my career to be able to sign a brand new deal with a brand new band uh, uh, post COVID. You know, uh, so uh, I kind of I, I feel like, you know, uh, everything is kind of aligned in the right in the right way. You know, and plus, you know, from us talking last time that, you know, this record came about like it wasn't planned or anything. It was just this organic sort of just kind of appeared you know during that lockdown period so all of that added in with scott burns and and monty connor nuclear blast i mean i'm i'm, I'm a lucky guy man it's, good, it's gonna be cool all the right people you know it's it, it, yeah it is like the stars have aligned and the fact that it all came together in in covid and <clears> that you know like you said it it, it just it just kind of happened so many have so many bad memories of of the whole covid era but I mean, um, and I, you know, and certainly it was terrifying because I, but I, I was writing with a, a sense of, I honestly, 
you know, mentioning being a longtime smoker, I watched people around me have major issues and go to the hospital with respiratory issues. And I, you know, yeah. in, that, in the early days of that, it was pretty terrifying. I was like, what if, what did this sit? What if I catch COVID? It's over. And so I felt this sense of urgency when I was writing. So I wrote so many songs in a six week period. Um, and, you know, uh, there's a song in the album called uh, Watch You Grow Old, which was, you know, uh, a song about me sort of wishing that I could, you know, or hoping that I can watch my six-year-old son at 54 uh, grow, you know, grow older, get married, uh, you know, have kids. Um, so I was really kind of reaching lyrically into uh, into a place I would never reach with atheist at all. So that was kind yeah. of refreshing as well, you know, to be able to, you know, because it's always hard to, for me anyway, to write write about anything that kind of is, you know, I like yeah. to be very vague and 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 um and allow people to sort of make their own interpretation but that song was pretty specific and it means a lot to me and i hope that uh people will check that song out it's it's heavy as fuck <laughs> it's really <laughs> like like the rest of the album but i think that, that's that's kind of like as we were talking about earlier about the difference between the bands that's i think you've just kind of summed up the the, the essence of of the difference which is it it's actually yes musically but it's it's quite pronounced lyrically that Thank you. the difference is there yeah, a lot, a lot of, um, and that's and that's also refreshing to as an artist to to have another outlet to yeah. be able to 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 um, you know to put things out that that um, you know when I'm gone I really want my kids to be able to go back and and read and be like oh that's what dad was going through at that at that time and um, you know the, the, right now you know the the lyrics that I have from you know all the atheist stuff you know I, I hope they'll appreciate those as well but there's nothing really I don't know that they could tell anything about me from that this record is more personal i think and uh yeah you know and, and, and it'll be you know interesting for them to see how they how they uh how it takes how they take to it when they're older you know? yeah i'm gone <laughs> yeah mate dude i i i know what you mean i mean i'm i'm 53 and i you know the 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 lyrics on our last album compared to the album that we put out before that there was a 29 year gap and it's as you get older you know a younger man i was writing about what i think and as an older man, you write about what you feel. Oh man, you nailed that. That's beautiful. I mean, that is absolutely hundred percent on the on the money. And uh I think that's what's happened inadvertently. That's that's great. Yeah, well I done. Think, I think it just comes with age, man. It, it, it's yeah. it, there's, there's a lot of good but, things about getting older, you know? Yeah, well when things. yeah, when 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 you get to this age, you've got you've you've come you've sort of um gathered so much shit in your head some of it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's just, funny to watch kid younger younger musicians kind of try that bullying stance of oh you know dinosaur fucking metal old you know old it's like you know what man you're 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 gonna you're gonna see you know 20 years from now and then uh, yeah. you're gonna be in that category and you're gonna realize that man i you're, you're gonna feel just i still feel musically 16 years old like I love music i love making music i love touring i i love all those things um i'm just I just appreciate it so much more now. And I go about it differently now as an older artist um, than I did when I was in my twenties. But uh, you know, it's, it's hard to not, you know, get, be like, listen, young blood, you know, you too will get older. And then all of a sudden you sound like your dad, you know, and you're like, ah, shit, you know, but it happens yeah. though. And then, you know, I'm, I, I'm a hundred percent coming to terms with, with age. I think that I'm making the best music that I've ever made right now. And I'm, I have a whole probably three hours of music, just sitting in my in my hard drive waiting to figure out what to do with it you know but in both atheist and till the dirt so i feel like it's one of the most prolific periods in my whole 
career for whatever reason. I don't know what it is, but uh, I'm just going to keep riding until it stops, until the well runs dry, you know, because <laughs> I may yeah. have a, you know, this may be it. I, I could be writing all, you know, I may not write anything again for three years. That's not, that's, that would be impossible, but uh, because that's just, it's almost like conversations like music is to me. You know, I, I, uh, as soon as I sit down and start playing guitar, I, I, I rarely ever play anything other than what I'm, I'm just writing, you know, so being able to rec record and, and, tr and keep track of all that is something I never had when I was younger. So I think that I'm really into that as well. Just being able to log all those ideas and go back to them. And uh, so anyway, man, no, the process. I, I totally agree, man. I've got, I've got like shit loads of lyrics lying around and stuff like that. And, 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 yeah. and that's, and that's why I, I have a real problem with overwriting as in like, I, you know, I've never overwritten. Um, it's like, you know, if the album's 10 songs, we're going with 10 songs because because <laughs> because I don't want to have like 12, 13. I don't want to kill three of my children. You yeah, know, I don't want to be told you know, I've got to have I've got to have 10 kids, not 13. Right. I, I uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a funny thing that fans probably don't know a lot about. Like, you know, the idea of, of you know, sure, you yeah. can do a 16 song record, but you only get paid for 10. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So you know, I think you know you, you know, you brought up a, an interesting point that you only write like I did that for atheists as well. Like there was no extra atheist songs. Like there's, uh, you know, when we needed eight songs, we wrote eight songs, and and uh, that's always been kind of the formula. And you know, some of those records are very short. But uh, but with this band, I don't know. I just think that because there's so many different avenues that I can go in, uh, it yeah. just makes me feel like, but, but, you know, I'm also like, really, I, st you know, I finally stopped writing for Tilda Dirt cause I have enough stuff there, but uh, the last couple of weeks, since I got back from the tour, I've been, uh, just logging atheist stuff and I'm super excited about it because I, I know that the guys that are going to be playing it are going to be amazing players. And it's just, you know, talk is cheap, but I think it's going to be the best, best atheist record ever. It's going to be very, very everything that that uh, I and other people love about that band I you know it's been enough time to where I can almost look at it from a third person aspect you know what I mean almost as a fan of, of that Alice 30 plus years ago so I, I I very much hear it that way and so I want to make a, you know, a record with these guys that uh you know that pays homage to all that you know all the fun shit about atheist <laughs> yeah hopefully well, the th the thing is, well, when you were, when you were talking, in, I was I was thinking about how um, the excitement that you have for Tilda Dirt, which is like, yeah, obviously it's totally understandable, and it's now, but it's yeah. also kind of more yours. Like, like it's like everyone owns atheist. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's, you're right. You're right. Whereas this is this is yours, man. You know. Yeah, it's an interesting way of looking at it because it, it really is that way. Like I, I can do whatever I want to with this band, but I cannot do that with Atheist. I mean, I, yeah. I could, but I, do, I would never do that. I would never tarnish the, you know, I see, you know, where pe people were concerned that I was going to bring the, the cleaner vocal into Atheist. No, that's not happening. Yeah. You know, I mean, There's no hard well, rock Atheist album out there. <laughs> No, absolutely. If anything, I'm gonna you know turn up the turn up the heat on, like I said, all the all the cool things about you know the, the technicality and everything, and really have some fun with uh, just going nuts, you know. Because there isn't, you know, there's also the aspect of with atheists where I don't have to, you know what I mean. It's the record. It, I don't have, we don't have to prove ourselves anymore. It's a nice feeling to not have to. Oh man, we've got to, you know we got to show them that we're this or that. You know, there's none of that. It's like the record we make is is uh, the statement. You know, I mean, there's so many years in between each record. Yeah. Uh, aside from the first two um, that, you know, it's music changes a lot 
But if you stay the same, if you keep all the, the, the great things that people love about, I think it's why Cannibal Corpse has such success. You know, I mean, they, they're not, they're not yeah. trying to recreate their wheel at all, man. They're just, uh, they're just rolling it out thicker and heavier and, and better performed. And, you know, Paul's playing his ass off these days, like on a level that, you know, that he hasn't in a long time. And there, and obviously, you know, Corpse as a vocalist is so recognizable. It's really hard to be recognizable as a vocalist in extreme metal. As soon as I hear his voice, I know that's him, you know, and I've yeah. known him for a really, really long time. So it's just really nice to see guys like that, that just say, Hey, you know, we're going to be, you know, the ACDC of death metal, you know, we're just going to, you're, all, you're always going to know what you get, you know, with, with uh, ACDC and you're always going to get that from Cannibal Corpse. And, and so I like that. So with Atheist, I, I think I have some room, you know, to, to, to do weird shit. Um, but I would never try to mix the two bands, you know, and, you know, let them infiltrate each other. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, as well, is that you kind of got the best of both worlds at the moment because you can, you know, you you can get that that side of your, you know, your your influences and what and what you want to do out with till the dirt. But atheist is still, and also you've got the excitement of it being a new band. But there's also a lot of unknowns come with that. Whereas atheist, there's a lot of unknowns come with it. A wife and a mistress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you nailed that. Yeah. Musically, musically. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> clearly, clearly, musically. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, could you could you ever imagine a time where? Jeez, oh, I was just thinking actually. You know, you were saying like like everyone's going to get you out there. Uh, you know, you got to buy copies, get you on the road. Alternatively, the new atheist album comes out, and you all do double duty. And- until oh, no. the dirt supports atheists and at the end of that oh. tour you're all dead <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god i would be i would be exhausted i i i think the you know the young guys play with me man they they would love that you know they they would they would kill that but i would be dead by the end of that i mean yeah you know 16 atheists we just the the tour we just did was uh man you know we did 18 shows in a row uh you know wow. 90 minute set which is the longest set we've ever done and um, Hang on, you were doing you were doing ninety minutes of singing for eighteen nights in a row. Eight, eighteen in a row, yeah, and thirty one. You have my days. absolute <laughs> fucking respect. That's that that for is old guy, right? fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was a, quite a run, man. I mean, and it, it, it uh, you know, honestly, I, 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 it was nice to have the day off, but it was we we could have you know we could have done some more. So I was surprised that I held up. You know, it actually got stronger as I as I went on. I was you know it took me a, probably a week to get sort of ragged out and then healed and then yeah. have that sort of scar tissue so uh you know because I, I really hit the ground running i don't sit around and scream around the house and and scream in a live setting ever so to, to jump on the road you know there's three days of rehearsal that usually acts as the abrasive part and then yeah. you know a yeah. couple of days in between the tour starting then you start to get that scar tissue and then by the end of the first you know five six shows you you kind of just roll in. And as long as you don't catch a cold or anything, you're good. So I, I stayed healthy on the whole thing. And, and uh, yeah, it was so much fun though. I mean, I, we really, it was the most fun I've had on a tour in a while. Just, you know, I felt a, a level of confidence in, in the music, the way those guys were playing and, you know, the element stuff and they were just, they were just killing it. And uh, it was kind of fun to see, man. It's like, it's like going on vacation yeah. to a place that you've been a million times, but the, now you get to bring some friends you know what and, I mean? Like bring them that's out awesome, man. And also, put them on a tour bus and, you know, and see things that they haven't seen. And, you know, I mean, our one guitar player is 25 years old, Jerry Watonski, you know, he's 25, man. I, you know, and so, you know, just 
it's, it's fun just to watch him like just blossom as a performer and, and walk out in front of people and, and kill it and play his ass off. And so, yeah, there was a kind of a, uh, yeah, sentimental sort of, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for. They, you know, there's like a dad aspect to it. It's like, look at him. Look at, yeah. look at him. Look at the guys, you know what I mean? Uh, I was really so <laughs> proud of them. It just, it's, you know, it's not easy music to play. And, uh, and it's also not easy to go and 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 be in a band that's not yours, so to speak. You know what I mean? Where you're playing music yeah. that's older than you are, uh, but to play it with vigor and anger and and precision on on a level is really really fun to watch. So I I enjoyed you know every single moment of it. So you know, 18 shows was easy because I got along really really well, and um, they weren't playing with Cynic as well. So it was nice living on the bus with Cynic for a month because it was very peaceful and and uh, easy living. And, um, you know, because sometimes you get out like, I love my stuff, oh, boys, man, but they party their ass off. And, and so we end up partying our ass off and, yeah. uh, you know, drinking a lot more than we should drink. They're hard to hang, hang with, man. They're, I love those guys so much. They are super fun to tour with, but uh, not good for my health, man. You know, uh, they so so the cynic thing, you know, we just kind of, you know, but he smoked a lot of weed as opposed to just banging out a bunch of jack daniels and stuff so <laughs> yeah yeah just and just chill the fuck out and i look i'm i'm yeah i when you were saying about uh what you were saying about singing i'm exactly the same it, although i always get anxious it always takes a, it takes a few days like you say for for your voice to bed in yeah and it's like and it's and it's like because it's not my it's not your everyday voice you just kind of get like you know like yourself i've got you know um yeah you know, a bit of a husky voice and it just gets that bit huskier and it's like right okay there's a period where you stop sounding like yourself when you speak yeah. oh yeah I don't, you know yeah, what I mean? I and, you, and then you adjust to that and go oh no it's tour voice yeah actually yeah it is absolutely tour voice and and uh, my I, my speaking voice i can bear like i can't yell at somebody like i i can't uh talk to somebody from across the room like my speaking voice gets really quieter and then when it's time for the singing, I don't even do my sound check. Like uh, Yoab, our bass player, does my sound check because I, I literally just want to go out there when it's time to fucking go. You know, because how many sound checks have you done in your life where you go, you know, you go and you spend all this time, check, two, two, check, you know, you do all your stuff. And and then you go back to the green room, and you come on stage and where, where the fuck? Where's where's my monitors that I had that we spent 40 minutes like working on, you know? So I'm just yeah. like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to come when the party starts and... uh and so yeah. I, I literally walk out on stage pretty cold every night. I never, you know, I try to, I may walk through the club a couple of times, but until it's time for us to play. And then afterwards, I love to hang out in the club and everything. But before we go on, I, I feel a, a, a different uh, performance anxiety than I used to when I was younger. Um, and it's not a bad anxiety. It's just like getting in a fight, though. It's like, I, I don't need to see the dude until it's time to fight, you know, and and then and then we're going to fight because that'll be, if I see him ahead yeah. of time or I watch him warm up or whatever, you know, I mean, uh, then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, it's going to get in my head. And uh, I know it sounds kind of silly, but I don't know how you feel. I, I, you know, I have a couple of drinks before I go on um, just because it literally, you know, it's, it literally is like, all right, I, I have to fight these people. I have to make them clap. You know, I have to make them uh, enjoy the fact that they spent 25 or $30 to come see us in this music that we created. And that matters to me so much that I want to make sure that we, we fight in a good way, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, by the end of the show, we're all fighting together. And, uh, and it's, that's a man, you know, you can't, you can be, you can have millions of dollars, but there's no feeling in the world, like, you know, killing a room full of, you know, five or 600 metalheads. Like, yeah. like you, you literally can't buy that, you know? And uh, I love that shit. 
it's really cool. It's a massive, it's a massive adrenaline kick. And, and, and my, and my guess is that like that, that what you're experiencing, um, like what, what you called performance anxiety as an older guy, um, uh, similarly, what I found is um, it's it's adrenaline. It's like it's yeah. like my my adrenaline kicks and 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 hence no, I can't go out there. I am going to have to sit back because if I go out there, my adrenaline will kick in. Right, and if it, and if it kicks in while I'm out there, I, I'm going to run out at some point tonight. <laughs> you know. Well, I also feel like I you know me do, if I did a sound check, it wouldn't be on the level that I'm going to be at when I come out with the adrenaline and the level of anxiety and angst of of getting ready to perform and getting ready to literally jump on the mic so it wouldn't matter anyway if i did the yeah. sound check you know i'm still not i have to it's almost a character you know that yeah. vocal you know and i'm sure you, you probably feel the same way i mean we don't talk, you know it's not what we do 23 hours out of the day yeah. and when you go up there it's like you know it's it becomes this different thing god i love it so much though you know but i wish i could turn it on and off like I know a lot of people that can, you know, like just, just bust into, you know, in the middle of a restaurant, just, you know, it's just it's like death metal. I'm just not that guy. I really have to get into character, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I know what you mean. I mean, I'm, I, I just, I pace a lot. I mean, you know, I'm like a caged tiger and I just, uh, I, I just want to get out there. It's like, it's like, no matter who the support band is, they could be my best friends and they're great. I just want them to fucking get off. <laughs> That's funny. Because there's, you know, I remember being a brand new band and and being in the, you know, opening for Testament, opening for all these different bands, and and when we were atheist, and oh man, we just we really wanted them to come and watch us play, and I used to think, man, what an asshole! I can't believe they didn't watch us play. Like if I was me, I would I would definitely, I, you know, I had no idea what I was talking about. You know, I mean, <laughs> you, you know, when you're, when you're on tour, it's like there's just, you know, I mean, you have you can't hang out in the club every night and watch all the opening bands. You can't, you just can't do that. It, and yeah. you don't want to, and they wouldn't either. When you get into in, into a different position, um, you, you know, I understand now why those guys never came to see. It's like they're, you know, they're <laughs> talking to their wives or or watching television on a on the bus or you know just living their lives normal until it was time to sort of go to work uh, and go and play and get into that headspace. I, I'm always like pre six o'clock. I'm on tour. I'm just like a regular, I'm just watching TV. I'm hanging out. I might go get some food really, really quiet. And, and then six o'clock is like, okay, okay. Now it's, it's starting to get dark. So, uh, and then I just turn into a completely different person until, you know, three in the morning. <laughs> there is that, so there the is that, it's, there is that it starts getting dark and everything starts getting real. The venue that yeah. you've been walking around all day in now looks different because like, it was like, it was full of light earlier and now it's a different kind of place. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, there's music coming through the PA. What was the last one Um, April, April. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a just a short run of dates in the UK, but um, uh, it, it's it, it's uh, what I was going to ask you actually is when when can you eat? Because I I've I've now figured out I need to leave like four hours. I have if I eat, I can eat, but it's got to be four hours before I'm due to yep i'm with you on that i cannot i cannot eat uh, I, and, and really like three and a half four hours uh especially not heavy either uh, i went and had yeah. poutine uh before a canadian show with a friend and i was like ah oh, that was a horrible idea and so i i just barely kind of got through that and i don't know it, it's uh yeah you definitely don't want to have a full stomach uh dude, but afterwards, dude. Yeah, in scotland <laughs> in scotland i had five cheese macaroni what oh a my fucking idiot. Uh, yeah, that's uh 
that's a that's a recipe two, for disaster. Two, yeah, two songs in, uh, I'm tasting uh, cheese, and I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, um, you definitely get into, uh, and that's another thing about you know coming home from a tour is getting getting out of that those those habits of of how you live, you know, for 35, 40 shows or whatever. Um, you know, yeah. it's completely different than when you're at home snacking on this, snacking on that, not, you know, not having to get up and exert all that energy. The amount of sweating too was, you know, it's been a minute since I've been out on the road, but God, man, I've sweated out all of the bad things about everything I've done in the last three years. <laughs> oh, dude. And we do, we do. I, I, but you get, you get a bit like Jesus. It's, it's like old metal heads. I hope you're enjoying this folks. Uh, if, if you're a bit younger, you've got this to look forward to. And if you're our age, you know what we're talking about, but yeah, so, you know, sweat. I, I was never a sweaty guy. Me neither. But apparently, I am now. I, I think, yeah, I, I, I think it's, you know, like I said, sweating out all the, all the demons of the last few. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was also, you know, touring in the summer here. I mean, right now I'm in Florida. It's, you know, a hundred degrees with a hundred percent humidity. Yeah. It is absolutely stifling and unbearable. Like I, even, even you know, the, the tour we did, which just ended a couple of weeks ago, I was shocked at how warm it was in Canada. Um, you know, I thought up there, at least it would be, you know, in the sixties, you know, uh, maybe seventies, but, uh, oh, they were well into the eighties up there. And I thought, shit, man, that is not normal because every time I've ever been to Canada, it's never been like that, but, uh, just out West in Phoenix and places like that, just, I don't know what it's going to be like in 10 years, man, but I I think it's going to come probably in the, and you know, we'll be gone, but 50 years from now, you probably have to wear special clothing just to go outside even for 15 minutes. You know, I mean, it's getting to the level of, uh, you know, I don't know that we're, you know, the earth will always be fine. It's it's us that's uh, not going to be able to live on it. <laughs> that, that, now, you know what? You know what? You've just hit a favorite. Well, not a favorite topic of mine, but like a pet hate when people say like, oh, you know, the planet's dying. No, it isn't. No, no, no human, hu human, the conditions for to preserve human life are dying. Yeah, we've we fucked it up and uh, for, for ourselves and our future. So that's 100 percent that way. And uh, yeah, this is such a a blip of time in the grand scheme of, of, you know, everything. It's funny, all the UFO stuff that's happening now, you know, the unquestionable presence is finally becoming unquestionable. It took a lot of years for it to now be unquestionable to everybody, you know, so I like it. <laughs> yeah. Why the hell not? Um, so look, I've got, I've got to ask, I've got to ask you guys, we're going to come over to Europe. You were, um, uh, some good friends of ours, shrapnel were, were on the bill. It was all happening. And, and then, um, unfortunately, uh, it just, it kind of went sideways. Um, yeah, you know what I'll, t I'll tell you, because, you know, um, I think that you'll understand this and, and being, you know, a fellow, uh, touring musician, you'll understand what really happened and why I couldn't really talk about it when it was happening. But I'll go ahead and tell you for the first time that, you know, what happened was two days before we were leaving for that tour, one of the other, the reason I have new members is because of this. Um, uh, and, you know, I don't want to give them any, you know, I don't want to, I won't say their names, but, uh, but one of the guys was a uh, very, like anybody that tours Europe knows that it's sometimes things come down to the last minute. Um, you know, we were, we were waiting on, you know, if a European flight is coming from America to Europe, you can save money if you buy tickets and in the last sort of seven days before the thing because they don't want an empty plane going across the pond so yeah these are all things that management handles and and takes care of and and they do that on on behalf of me and atheist and they do a fantastic job emg is 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 great and so 
you know, the promoter over there was, uh, you know, waiting to buy the tickets. So it seemed to to this guy that that everything was on shaky ground. And and uh, wow. I, I don't, you know, I don't, know, I don't I don't feel like this is, you know, we're going to go to Hungary and and we're going to play in Poland. It's going to be very close. There's a war going on. And I was like, what are you talking about? And uh, so it became this, um, you know, I'll, I'll try to shorten it. Uh, essentially, two of the guys, two of the guys bowed out two days before we're leaving to go to Europe. All everything's paid for. You know, uh, the bus paid for. Yeah, two days. Just absolutely criminal. And um, and I had to take it on the chin because I, you know, I it, it was just a, a I had well not let me let me I everybody all the bands were on the tour. Uh, you know, obviously had already bought their tickets, paid, you know, talked to their wives, got time off work. Um, you know, yeah. all these different levels of of people were affected by you know, these two decisions. And, um, I, tr yeah. I tried for a, a full day to convince him, like, just, you know, if you don't want to be in the van after this is over, then that's fine, but you cannot cancel a tour two days that you agreed to do. And it's, you know, it was a headlining tour. So it was really, I mean, I, my hands were tied. I had to, and so I, I literally, um, at that point got rid of everybody in the van and started putting together a brand new, uh, atheist and, uh, and was lucky enough to be able to get yo off back because it wasn't, he, you know, he was ready to go and tour, you know, he's always ready to go. And, and so, uh, but the other two guys, you know, really don't realize the amount of damage that they did to a lot of people and to, to atheist and to everyone that bought tickets and everything, you know, yeah. I'm so sorry. I would never in a million years cancel a tour personally. And, um, yeah. you know, unless I just couldn't, do it you know uh, health wise but that's what really happened and um you know and i'm and i'm you know it's it's the level of uh, it was the worst thing to happen to me since roger patterson got died in my career you know yeah. i felt i felt a a tragic like it, it was i just you know i could feel everybody else and all you know the other bands that were on there and just all the planning and all the you know it takes a lot of people to put that together yeah unheard of bullshit you know rookie rookie uh yeah mistake on, on their part so uh i uh put together this amazing new lineup that we just you know took on tour and uh, i these are for my my forever guys for sure man it's just a, a really um tremendous group of guys that get along really well that play their ass off and and i just feel really lucky to uh you know at the time it seemed like man you know how am i going to how am I going to, you know, do this? You know, it's a lot of work to a lot of auditioning and a lot of looking. And um, so, you know, management was really, really helpful in, in keeping me encouraged and saying, listen, this is, you know, if you want for the long haul, you want guys that are, you know, not going to do something like this to you. And, uh, yeah. you know, I yeah. had a lot of contemporaries, even Shmir from Destruction wrote me a letter and said, hey, man, like, because uh, he knew what happened, what actually happened. And uh, he was like, yeah, next time get older guys in the band, you know. <laughs> and I said, oh, man, you know, I, you know, older guys do it too. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, yeah. older guys may have to leave right in the middle of a tour. It's, you know, you know, kids coming up in metal, man, just, you know, be a little, be a little kinder about, you know, touring and where bands tour. And it is so fucking hard to go on tour to come yeah. play for you. Like, you know, it really is. There's, you know, this is a labor of love. It is not a financial gain scenario. It is, Hey man, you're metal heads. You've, you know, you, you want to see a, a room full of people like you, and we're going to play and it's all going to be fun. You know, I mean, it's that to, to do that is a great time, but it's also for the band so fucking hard. I mean, you know, you got venues taking 15 and 20 percent of merchandise. Fans don't know that. That's think about that. That's that's one band. That's a, a band member's share of of merchandise, you know, yeah. for, for doing simply nothing. They don't they didn't pay for the merchandise. Like, you know, bands don't get to collect um, 
they don't get to collect money from the bar. Well, you know, they, you know what? You've, you've made a really good point there because it winds me up as well because it, they take 25% of the purchase price, not the fucking profit. Yeah. They take so 25% of everything. Yeah. Right. You know, and, 10, and, 15, whatever. And a lot of times it's, it's, it's all, it's all there is left at the end of, you know, paying all the bills to go on tour. I mean, uh, a bus is a couple thousand dollars a day uh, to ride in a van is to break your band up. You know I mean? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, you know, I tried, I tried really hard to stay out of a van. I'd rather, I'd rather make, you know, much less money and ride comfortably at this point in my career. Absolutely. <laughs> I've, done enough, I've done my time in vans, man. I'm, I'm, uh, but oh, dude, I, I, I said to, I said to the guys recently, look, we can come, we, we can come back, we can come back with some money and hate each other and yes. think, why the fuck did we do that? Or we can come back with a little bit less money and some great fucking memories and have a good time. Absolutely. That's what it's about. The quality of the tour, the quality of life on that tour. Uh, that's how I feel these days anyway. And I, yeah. you know, and I, but I always tell, you know, the younger guys, I'm like, you know, this isn't always this way, you know I mean? Sometimes you really got to, you know, we, our bus broke down uh, on that tour and we had to get on a Greyhound. And uh, just for that one day, man, it fucking sucked. Uh, on a level, <laughs> it was it was uh, con contrasting in a way that that uh, reminded me of exactly why I don't want to do a van tour. Just that one day sitting up trying to sleep for seven hours on a fucking Greyhound bus just to get to the gig in Cleveland. <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Yep, I'm right. We, I'd much rather make less money and, and 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 enjoy ourselves." And we really did. We had a phenomenal time together. Everybody lived together. That's another thing when you're putting together a brand new lineup. Uh, you know, let me back up for a second and, and apologize to Flaming Arts and and to to everybody that you know for that whole tour thing. Since you are the first one that I've, I've told the specific details about that, I really wanted to talk about it. And I, I you know, um, it was just it was just better at that time to not wallow in it. And uh, yeah, but you know, I hope that people can have some some empathy and imagining. You know uh, that I, I would never intentionally atheist would never intentionally do that, and and you know all of our future tours, um, that, you know we have agreements in place now where that shit will never happen. I'm, I will never let that happen again. And you know, barring tragedy, obviously. But um, you know, we we look forward to coming back to Europe, and I don't want promoters to feel shaky about it. I want them to feel confident and know that this is yeah. one of the best incarnations of this of of atheist that there there is, and we're playing you know a lot of deep cuts from from all the albums and uh this is a good a good product you know i mean it's a really yeah. good live yeah. show and uh, so we want to come to europe man and uh this time when we we do we'll make it up to everybody so uh i just want to kind of get that out of the way just to yeah clear the air on that and then move forward and say that you know i'm so super excited about the, the new lineup and i want to come see you yeah you know, yeah well absolutely man we want to see you over here in the uk as well yeah and um, and and look you you were absolutely right when you say you you, you know you you didn't want to like mention any of what had happened at the time and exactly you know you, you don't do your dirty washing in public you know yeah the court of public opinion is not a good the, the, the internet yeah. is not a good especially feeling the way i felt at that point i was really really down man i mean i just couldn't you know you know and it's a lot of money i mean we had shipped nineteen thousand dollars worth of merch out to hungary yeah uh, the tour, tour manager was already in hungary flew there on his own dime um there was a lot of people that you know that lost a lot of money uh on that scenario and and so you know when you agree like all young musicians you're going on tour you better make sure you got it locked down don't do shit like that that's that's yeah. just not something to do especially in metal it's just not a it's not a metal thing to do <laughs> you know it's a very diy scenario with a lot of metal tours and it's, it's tough and you can't 
you can't do that to that many other people. Um, you know, six bands, the Flaming Arts Agency, you know, my sincere apologies to all those bands and all their wives and all the, you know, maybe maybe a couple of those guys quit their job to do that tour. You know what I mean? There's so yeah. many different stories of members of each of those bands that I think about all the time and it fucking kills me, man. So I, you know, I just, I like the opportunity to, you know, to say that I'm sorry to all those guys and hopefully I can, you know, make it up to them in the future. So. Well, mate, look, you've, you've, you've apologized when frankly it's two other people who need to apologize really. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, like you at the time amazed because you like, you add up all the people involved and you, you're like, guys, like, are you saying that all of these people, you know better, you, you, you you know better than everybody else. That's what I was like, this is going. uh, Cause we were going to, we were going to rehearse in Boston and uh, we were going to play this festival. And I said, we'll just cancel that festival and spend three days with this new guitar player because only, only one guitar player in the beginning was uh, wanting to, to not go. And I was like, I I know this guy. And it was Jerry Wotunski, the guy I have now. Um, and he, oh, he, he's been an atheist fan for a long time and he's really, really good. And I was like, he just needs to learn like six or seven more songs and we'll be ready to roll. And, uh, and then the other guitar player was like, no, I don't feel comfortable with that. And I was like, well, I said, you know, we wrote a whole record and recorded elements in 40 days, like wrote it and recorded it. Like that's, you know, I'm telling you, you got to trust me. Like we have to do this tour. We cannot cancel this tour. And he was like, no, I'm not doing it. And so that was it, man. When I had to finally tell management and everybody like, I'm sorry, we, we can't do the tour. And yeah, I mean, it was just this floodgate of anger towards me and and not from my management or anything, but from, from people that I couldn't explain the scenario to. Like they're yeah. thinking that, you know, how could Kelly, you know, how could he do that? Like he knows yeah. better. Of course I know better. Uh, yeah. But what, man, I was faced with an unprecedented scenario that I just, I couldn't fix in time. And uh, do you know what though? I I completely I completely uh, recognize I completely recognize your feelings there as as well. Where you're not you're you're not angry about about what's happening. It's like you you're too. It's just it's too depressing to get angry. Oh, it was literally painful. I mean, just I yeah. mean, I, yeah. I I my poor wife. You know, it was just. Did, you know, there was nothing anybody could say, really. I mean, it was just like, I, I can't believe this is happening. And I had to stay. She, Luckily, she's like, yeah, stay off the internet. You know, stay off the internet. It's great <laughs> advice. She was, she was checking it out. She's like, yeah, you don't, you don't want to be, because I, you know, that, that shit really gets under my skin. And, and I, so yeah. I, for uh, quite a while, I had to stay clear of uh, comments sections. And, yeah. and I applied, but I, yeah, I just felt, a, I felt like a death. You know, it was like a, a morning, like, uh, you know, and, and then yeah. also at the same time, you know, this, and uh, you know, how am I going to, I can't believe I'd worked so hard on that lineup, you know, and, and they had worked hard and it was a good lineup. So musically that was a fantastic band. So I couldn't take anything away from them uh, on, on that level. So, um, you know, I always, but on a, on a business level, that was complete bullshit. And, yeah. and so pulling in new guys and, and now, now there's a different criteria. Now it's like, you, you have to be really good. And, and, uh, we have to be able to get along on a bus and you can't be full of shit. And, and you gotta, you know, if you tell me you're going to go on tour that you, re- you really want to do this, then, um, you know, we really got to do it. And you, if you agree to do it, then, uh, please understand, uh, the, the magnitude of, of, uh, stuff that's happening behind the scenes that you don't know anything about. Cause that was one is, of the, the thing is the, the people like this, people like this would never pull out of like a holiday with friends at two days notice. 
you know, certainly not without being an equal asshole that they were on this. You know, I mean, like that's exactly what it would be like. Even even more so, it would be like if those people, your family, spent ten thousand or twenty or thirty thousand dollars on a huge party and you didn't show up at Christmas. Like it's it's like that. Yeah, fucking horrible, man. And um, yeah, I mean, I just I uh, it's still fucking just you know, it burns my ass, man. Because it hasn't been that long. You know, it was only just a a little over a year ago. So, uh, but man, when it when I you know. Slowly, as 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 the pieces start start falling in place, and I got Alex Haddad and Jerry Watonski and Dylan yeah. Marks, and then uh, you know we were searching around for a bass player, and I I just I didn't know you know how you all felt whether he was you know he was really caught in the crossfire of everything that happened, and he was such a phenomenal uh, bass player and and performer and um, a great band member, and I really wanted him to be back in 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 the band, and it wasn't his fault that you know that he was out. I just at the time I just fired everybody. I was just like that's it. I don't want to be in a band full of guys that would do something like this, you know, and it wasn't him that did it. So anyway, I was very fortunate. We as a band were very fortunate at that point to get you all back. And once we got him back and then we went to San Diego and rehearsed, man, we, what a fucking killer lineup. <laughs> I mean, they were really, really playing the shit out of it. So it's fun. It's fun again. That, and I that first like rehearsal. That, behind, you know? you that first rehearsal with that new lineup, man, I bet you had a fucking smile so big. I mean, exactly. You do know what it's like, you know, and, and it's, Man, I was just, I, uh, yeah, so proud because they did their fucking homework. You know what I mean? They, they, uh, paid attention to all the little details and, you know, past lineups of atheists, like they're in the early, uh, reformation in 2006. And, the, you know, some of, some of that was really loose and, um, you know, and it wasn't being what the, the level of, uh, quality control wasn't necessarily there. Like I, you know, we were just happy to be playing and, you know, weren't really insisting upon the leads being played the same way. And in the performance beyond a level that, you know, that it needed to be. So, you know, I don't want to say I'm not proud of that era, but I'm just saying that 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 era and this new era are two totally different beasts. And, um, you know, playing songs from elements that I, you know, uh, the the song called Fire, for instance, is uh, it turned out to be one of the greatest moments in the set. And it's just been sitting in hibernation for 30 years on a, on a record with uh, subpar production, you know, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like people have been listening to that version for 30 plus years and well, 30 years this year. And uh, to, to hear it on stage with a 21st century PA system in front of six to 800 people, holy fuck, you know, yeah. that song just came to life. And so now I'm like, wow, you know, I'm gonna, and these guys are just so good that I can be like, Hey, let's try this song. And then bloop, bloop, They'll tab it out and learn it. And I love the new musicians, man. They're so, man, I, I just, it yeah, is there's, a talent there, there's something about hearing your old material played through, through, um, through new gear as well, through modern yeah. amps. And like, and it's, it's like, whoa, there's the fuck. I can yeah. actually hear all everything. the articulation, all the picking, uh, the gates, you know, yeah. I mean, I remember back playing, you know, live and, and all the feedback in between, you know, there's so many breaks <laughs> yeah. in, in music. So if you don't get the right, if you get, if you get the wrong venue or, or the wrong setup with your amp, you know, and you got all this squealing happening in between the breaks, well, that just takes all the fun right out of Atheist, you know? So these days, yeah. you know, everybody's got their gates and the, and everything is just nice and tight and all the picking is really, you know, pronounced and, yeah. and the drums, you know what I mean? Let, let's be honest. I mean, I'm an, I'm an old school lover of non-triggered drums, but I'm yeah. also a fan of the of the of the level of especially if your if your drummer is doing a lot of interesting shit, uh, a lot of that gets lost in a live setting, you know, because you know a drum has to to you know when you hit it, it has to 
you know, have a little bit of time to sort of air out. And there's no time when you're moving at 220 beats per minute or whatever. So to, the idea of having the triggers really hones it all in. It, it's almost like HD, you know, for the drums. Like you can really hear all the shit now. And I kind of like that now. I've grown to, I was, you know, I was a little wrinkled nose about it in the beginning but uh now there's there's just no way really you know, as long as you know your drummer's actually good and without triggers that he could still play his ass off and uh, and i always felt steve flynn clearly was always that way and and i feel the same way about dylan dylan actually does a really good job of blending the triggers and the real drums um to to give it a little you know a little more of a, a real feel than sort of a lot of the modern, you know, uh, uh, death core, you know, you see a lot of those guys and they don't even have amps on stage and everything is, uh, through an in-ear and that's a world I'm not quite ready for. I'm still, I'm still in a big cabinets and flying bees and, and yeah. fucking, you know, and, and, and shit and shitty, shitty wedge monitors. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like, I need a place yeah. to put my foot in, and, uh, and, and, hear, and hear some really shitty sound, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'd feel like <laughs> such a fake if I had in ears and I had my foot on the monitor. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, I, 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 is this a loud? I need to think about that. I need to think about that. I've been mean, thinking about like, man, you know, it might just be in a stubborn old bastard to not get in ears, but I just, I don't know, man. Like when I see people doing this all the time, constantly fucking with their ear, I was like, I don't know. That's, I, what are you doing? Like, you know, I, I yeah. but I, I, it's a world I don't understand. So I, I just kind of, I'm just making jokes, but it, everybody's like, tells me though, that even Jeff from uh, Possessed uh, wrote me a letter and he said it was a game changer for him. Uh, yeah, to have I, I'm hearing, so maybe, I hear that all the time, but I, but I, I want to hear what everyone else hears. End of story. Me too. And if they could find a way to, to work that out, you know, to where there's some ambience uh, allowed to, you know, I'm sure they probably will in the future. There'll be a, a, a a combination setting, so to speak, yeah, to allow some sound to get in through the back of the in ear, and then still get the precision of hearing the the crisp, you know, track and being able to adjust yourself. But I would imagine vocally, I mean, it's, I don't know, I just I, there's nothing like just I, I I don't like technical. That's why I don't play guitar on stage anymore as well. Aside from my hand, I could get the operation and probably feel better and be able to play live. But I don't I don't want to. It's just a pain in the ass. Strings and tuning and amps and oh, you know luck yeah. like, fuck that dude, i'd rather just dude we don't even sound check <laughs> <laughs> no the band sound checks no I yeah just, but uh, we don't oh, me and you oh you don't oh <laughs> no i don't either well i'm not gonna do a load of warm-ups sing like one and a half songs right and then and then do do warm downs and also it's gonna sound totally different there's nobody in the fucking building this yeah. why are we even bothering I do like the musical uh, sound check. You know, I do like the band checking because it really does make a, a big difference, especially if there's a lot of uh, back and forth solos and stuff like that. You want to make sure that, you know, that the, whoever, like we had a sound guy who did a great job for us on, on the last tour and, and, and also on all uh, the tours that we've done, you know, so when you have, we didn't have that back in the day. So you had to trust the house guy. And so you always wanted to get a sound check, but yeah, yeah. once you're, once you're, you're, you're road guy, you know, you're, your guy that you trust your sound guy, you know, that, he knows exactly where it needs to be, so we don't need to do that, you know. Yeah, yeah, we have, we have absolutely. It's like it's like you know. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, guys. Um, we're not going to have you're not going to have time to sound check tonight. Oh, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, really we'll survive it. somehow. And you go on, and oh, whoa! It sounds no. It sounds great. Sounds fine. That's why I don't like headlining either, because it's like you know, as soon as you get to the venue, you uh, you gotta you know. Uh, offload all your gear and you got to take it right in and, and, and set up like i like to just get to the venue 
find the bathroom, find a place to eat, uh, you know, and like have a little bit of a couple of hours to chill, but you have to like go right in and, and, and soundtrack. And I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's just, uh, it's funny to hear us talk about, we're like two grumpy old men talking about the things we're going to like. On tour. Yeah, yeah. It's like 22 year old kid. I'm sitting watching going, fuck, I wish I could just go on tour. I would, <laughs> I would care what position I played at or, or whether I soundtrack for three hours, you know, I get it. But you know, yeah. you're like, rah, rah. I'm so over it. I'm so over life. (laughs) I used to think about when I was younger, I used to, I would talk to um, more famous musicians and I would be like, do you remember, you know, I would say things like, to me, I always thought, I can't believe that they can't, I would remember every single gig I played. I would, you know, how, how could they not know what they were in Fort Wayne, Indiana? Like I would know that I would remember that. I literally am at that stage of my career now where I'm like, God, man, I, I you learn so much of of how how silly you were when you were young as you get older, which is kind of fun, you know, because you can pick on yourself about yes. how how you thought things were and and uh and you can look back on the people that that tolerated you. You know what yeah. I mean? And that makes me want to be closer to them and, and reach out to them and say, Hey, you know what? I love you. Thank you for going yeah. through that with me and, and uh, you know, and, and allowing me to be silly and stupid uh, when I didn't, I thought I knew what I was talking about, but I definitely didn't. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I, I know exactly what you mean. And it's the same when you meet people who met you 20 and they're like, Oh yeah, we met 20, 30 years ago when you were on the road and you're like, Oh, right. I did. Did we? Did, did we? And they're like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough ask to ask me to remember all that. Now, I I I do have a pretty good memory for faces. Uh, for the life of me, man, people's names will, will always escape me. But yeah. I can see somebody, and also Facebook helps that out a lot. You know, because you become like sort of Facebook famous in a way, and you recognize someone's face. So sometimes I'll pull up on the bus, I'll look out and see a person standing in line that I've seen on Facebook for yeah. you know for three years. You know, what I mean, I recognize them right away and. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of fun. That's an interesting social thing as well that yeah. people don't think about, you know, artists recognizing them, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, 30, I, uh, we experienced that a lot. I'm sure you as well. I mean, how long, how long have, uh, she been doing it since the same amount of time, right? 30 years. Uh, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we put an album out in 2019 and the, um, the previous album was 29 years, uh, before that. So yeah, we, yeah, we, our, our first album was 88. Um, oh, that's a huge gap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah it was eighty-eight. It was eighty-eight. Well, we, we it was like eighty-eight was a mini album. Eighty-nine was an album. Uh, Ninety was an album, and then twenty nineteen was an album. <laughs> Very similar path, my friend. Yeah, yeah. We were, yeah. Like we were ninety, ninety-one, ninety-three, and gone for fucking till two thousand ten. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a Jupiter. Now, I, I Jupiter mean, I believe... doesn't doesn't get the love it deserves, dude. Doesn't. Oh, so that's nice to hear, man, because I really, I, I, you know how, you know, it is with records. They're like your children, you know what I mean? And I'm super proud of that kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's not his fault he was born a little bit too late, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I I hope people will go, you know, sit down and have a conversation with Jupiter sometime and and understand that, you know, (laughs) Jupiter's a very nice person and, and, uh, and, and has a lot of really great ideas. And, uh, I, I actually hadn't listened to it in probably three years uh until recently i on spotify i threw it on one day and i was like god damn there's all kinds of shit flying around all over the place on this thing i i really had a different perspective about some like some of the songs i completely forgot about like third person and and, and there, there's a couple songs that i you know that we ne- never played live and i just kind of forgot about and i thought where am i at in my career that i forgot about a, a, a child so to speak you know what i mean like every song yeah, is yeah. kind of like you know and, Absolutely. Uh, but that is an album is really disappointing that that uh people people fall into that 
that sentiment that, oh, oh, it's their new shit. So it's, you know, it's not as, um, you know, but I, I got to say, though, that in the last couple of years, I got a lot of mail from people saying, you know, I just revisited Jupiter, man. It's a fucking really good album. I'm like, thanks. I, yeah. You know, we worked really hard on it. the drumming alone on there. It's like, fuck. You know, I mean, uh, Steve Flynn didn't play drums for 14 years and came back and did that. And that's- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I will. As, as an atheist fan, as a fan of your, you know, your your, your early stuff, because um, uh, it was weird for me as well, because we just kind of quit when you came out. You know, and it was and it it was cool because it was like I I kind of felt like I like thrash metal had burned me and I didn't want to hear thrash. And atheist was like, oh right, this is like this is my stuff. This is everything. Did you take to it right away, or did it take you a minute? Uh, uh, no, straight away, straight away. Oh, I was, I was but, but the thing is, I mean, well, for a start, we were label mates, so I was still with the label. So I I, I you know I I got all your shit when I went to see the record company. Um, and then, um, I, I just loved it straight away. And I can tell you now as a, as an atheist fan, um, 2010, 40 years old and you brought Jupiter out and I was over the fucking moon with it. I was, I, I was just like, this is fucking brilliant. Honestly. And I still, I still play it as well. I think because the bass isn't. As, as dominant as it was on on other records that was one of the main and, and because social media played a role in how people like before that all of our records were just these you know they were they were they were brought up in a different time so to speak you know i mean now yeah. 2010 we're talking about the internet where where somebody can listen like i talk about this all the time it's a huge pet peeve uh people that review records for magazines or for digital magazines you know they end up having to review you know a, a dozen records in a couple of weeks they're not spending any time with those records they want to get the you know that's a lot of work to write yeah. that many reviews i know I, I tried reviewing one time and i was like i don't like this like book reports for every band and i may feel differently in a couple of days about it and that is how i think atheist is with, with jupiter i feel like the reviews that came out on that record uh, people that heard it two weeks before anybody else did uh, really kind of soured everybody's like, oh, I, I don't want to hear their new shit. I'm just I'm going to just listen to a piece of time or I'm just going to listen. Yeah. Well, that's my favorite record. And, and I don't really care if they did a new record because I read that this and that. And I read that, you know, that Kelly sounds like the guy from Mudvayne. And I said, you know, I read that, uh, you know, that they just I mean, people just say shit that is like nuts, man. And uh, and like we were like. One of the funniest things that, 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 you know, young, like the difference between a writer and a blogger or a, I don't even know what they're called is monumentally different. You know I mean? Yeah. A, a writer will do his homework and know the pecking order of how things happen. But a, a you know, a 22 year old kid with a, with a fanzine on online, that isn't going to necessarily know. Maybe he doesn't care either, but you have a responsibility to, you know, if, if I'm sending you a free record and I, you know, cause bands have to pay for all those records to go out, you know that. And, uh, you know, then I don't I don't know that I want anybody to hear the record two weeks before everybody else does anymore. I think if we make another record, I think everybody can hear all of it at the same time. You know, like when we put out a single, everybody, you know, I'm not going to send it to the I don't know if I want to do that anymore, man. You know, I mean, yeah. I think that because then people, you know, they write and then everybody goes, yeah, I read this. I read that it was it wasn't as good as unquestionable. I read that the drums weren't, as, you know, I, I did the, I, you have to spend time with it. And I think now people have spent enough time with Jupiter to go. Okay. All right. There's, there's a, there was a lot of shit going on there that I didn't hear. And and then, yeah. um, and I, I, uh, definitely private. So I hope people will go back and listen to it. <laughs> hey man, record. I absolutely, absolutely. And, um, like, 
dude i want to thank you so much thanks for taking the time sure. I, i've really been so generous with your time really appreciate it kelly thank you very I, much you know the chat with you is, is is always great it's a i love interviews like this you know because it's not really an interview it's just a you know it's, it's yeah. a conversation between people that have similar love for for uh this metal music and uh and plus you know the the history of it as well i love to talk with somebody that it's sort of uh you know been there and, and gone through it so always a pleasure my friend Cool, man. Thank you so much. It's been awesome. Thanks for the fill of dirt love as well. Appreciate it. No need to thank me, Kelly, me old mucker. My absolute pleasure. Um, in my humble opinion, that um, that Till the Dirt album is, well, I think it's a future classic. I absolutely love it, as you've heard. So, yeah, great fun. Really enjoyed doing that. Cheesy, uh, I know, but I hope you enjoyed um, listening to it as much as I did doing it. But genuinely had an absolute blast. He's a really lovely guy, Kelly. I'm really looking forward to meeting up with him um, in the flesh one day, which would be great. As I have done over the years with so many uh, guests. It's um, it's incredible, really, over the over the nine years. Wow, God, I just can't, I can't believe it's been that that long well this is the 10th year actually so yeah check it out anywho rambling a bit tendency to do that thank you very much for listening please review the podcast anywhere you can all the other bullshit that all other podcasts ask you to do as much as it pains me to do it because i hate doing things that other people do i feel like a fake but everyone's doing this for a reason and that is you know we need reviews, we need shares, we need subscribes, we need downloads. Need money, actually. Patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. There's loads of stuff. There's a radio show. There's um, uh, a Zoom podcast once a month where we all get together on Zoom. Honestly, it's a right laugh. Come join us. Anywho, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. At you. <laughs> uh, as always. And I will be back in a couple of weeks with another crack an interview with another legend who has just brought out another cracking album oh this year is going very well